We are in Mesech the Sukkah, at the beginning of the fourth parak, parak Ravi, parak Lulav Va'arava. This begins Adaf Membeis. In the time of the Beis HaMikdash, there was a special mitzvah to take the Arava around the Mizbeach every day, as well as the Lulav. And the Mishnah says, Lulav Va'arava were sometimes all seven days, and sometimes just six days, if Shabbos was a later day than the first. But Halal was for eight days, including Shemini Atzeres. Sukkah and Nisuch were for seven days. The Cholil of Beis HaShoeva, Simchas Beis HaShoeva, was for five or six days, depending if Shabbos was part of it or not. They used to keep all Lulavim in the Beis HaMikdash, but when it got to be a Sakana, because of the crowds, they were Masakan that people would take home their Lulavim every single night. The Gemara ben says, If the first day of Sukkot was on Shabbos, in the Beis HaMikdash, they would take the Lulav anyways. Mashenkin, if Shabbos was on other days, they did not take it. Why not? Rabbah explains that there was a special gzera because we were afraid that a person might come to carry Dalan Amas Bershus We know from the Gemara Shabbos, Dafayin Gimel, that the Av Melacha of carrying is making an Akira in one Rishus and making an Anacha in the other. In other words, carrying from a Rishus Hayachid to a Rishus Harabim. On Daf Tzadik Vav in Masech Shabbos, we also know that there's a special Halacha L'Meishim Sinai that says carrying Dalan Amas Bershus is also considered tiltal. Therefore, because we're afraid of that here, we do not carry the lulav on Shabbos unless it was on the first day. And the same takana exists for Shaifer and Megillah that they're not done on Shabbos for that reason. Dachman Megillah. In the Beis HaMikdash times in Yerushalayim, they would take the lulav on the first day of Sukkot if it fell on Shabbos, since it's a mitzvah daraisa, which is considered chasha. So why don't we do this today? So we say because of Sveika Diyema, it's not worthwhile to accidentally potentially be metalta. I, what about an Eretz Yisrael? Maybe today we should we should take it on Shabbos in Eretz Yisrael. The Gemara discusses that on Daf Mem The mitzvah of Lulav is only by day, not by night. Mashenki, the mitzvah of Sukkah is both by day and by night. The Gemara says that the Pasuk of Arve Nocha, in its plural form, teaches us there are two mitzvahs of Arava. Number one, the mitzvah of doing it with a Lulav. And number two, taking the Arava and circling the Mizbeach in the Beis HaMikdash. This mitzvah was six days, unless the seventh day Hoshana Rabbah fell out on Shabbos, then it was Deicha Shabbos. I, why are we not chayshish for Shami Avi Reno Dalar Amos Bershus Harabim, like we said before? So Rabbi Yechanan answers, we want to publicize that this mitzvah was Minatayra, therefore we do it anyway. The Gemara says the Chachamim set up a calendar so that Hoshana Rabbah would never fall out on Shabbos. Because if it did, we wouldn't be able to take the Aravas. If we're so worried that if Hashanah Rabbah comes out on Shabbos, we'll have to skip the Aravas, why do we allow Rosh Hashanah to fall out on Shabbos? Say the same thing. Look, I'll be Rosh Hashanah. How can we allow it to be on Shabbos? We'll have to forego blowing the Shafer. And in fact, today we know we do that. We forego the Shafer if it falls out on Shabbos. So he answers, Chachamim Asu Chizuk L'divrehem Yaser Mishel By Shafer and Rosh Hashanah, if we miss it one year, no one is going to forget the next year. Because it's a beferish apostic in the Torah. So we're not concerned about people forgetting it. Mashenkate, since the mitzvah of Arava is only a minig midivrei seifrim, if we miss it one year because it fell out on Shabbos, we could chas v'shalom forget it the next year, and the next year, and the next year. Taisus also gives another Tarets that there's no problems by Rosh Hashanah, since even today in Eretz Yisrael we hold of two days Rosh Hashanah. So even if you miss one day, you'll still have a chance to chap it on the other day. Mashenkate, when you're dealing with Hashanah Rabba, you only have one day to do it. So if you miss that one day, you miss it completely. The Gemara says each day they circled the Mizbeach once, except on Hoshana Rabbah, where they circled it seven times. And we say that there's a Machlechus if they actually circled it with the Lulav 
or with an arava. The maskana of our Gemara is that today lulav is not teicha Shabbos, not in Chutzlaretz or in Eretz Yisrael. We know that Lekich Stalin Minim is for seven days in the Beis Hamikdash, but only one day in Medina. However, today we take it on the first day Midaraisa, and on all other days, as Rabbi Yechon and Medzakeh was Mesaken, we do it Zecher Lamikdash. Of course, in Chutzlaretz today, the second day is considered Midarabanan, so it's Kein Daraisa. The Gemara says that the Machlaikis, if our Rabbah in the Beis Hamikdash was Minatara, or Minik. The Gemara brings down Reish Lakish, who says normally a Balmum, a Kayan who is a Balmum, is not allowed to go to the area of Ben Ulam Lamisbeach, but to be Mekayan, the Mitzvah Daraisa of Arava, this Kayan would be allowed to go Ben Ulam Lamisbeach to circle the Mizbeach. So this is Reicha the Rabbanan of not going Ben Ulam Lamisbeach. The Gemara says that today Hoshana Rabba takes the place of this Mitzvah of Arava in the Beis Hamikdash. Rabbi Ami says one cannot be Mekayan, the Mitzvah of Arava with an Arava bound to a Luluf, but according to Rabbi Yitzchak, this is okay. Aivu brought one Arava before Rav and did not make a bracha because it was only a minik. The Gemara says a person should not take a trip on Erev Shabbos more than Gimel Parsois. A Parsa is equal to four milin, which is 72 minutes. We know one mil is equal to 2,000 Amas. So this in total, three Parsois, is equal to about three and a half hours. The Mishnah Brewer says that this Chumrah of not doing that is only if we're talking about walking by foot. And this is also only if you're going to your own house, since if you come at the last minute, there's not going to be any food prepared for you, since no one was expecting you to come, and therefore you'll get angry at the house, and I'll shalom bias, you're not allowed to do it. Mashenkin, it's okay to come to a hotel at the last minute, because there is no question of shalom bias. The Mogan Avram brings that today, where people prepare extra food for Shabbos anyway, so we're not machmer that a person should have to come way before Shabbos. However, of course, it's naturally a good idea not to take any chances with Hillel Shabbos and to try to arrive earlier and not to come at the last minute. Taf the Mishnah. There was an area below Yerushalayim called Maitzah. In this area, they would gather the Aravas. The top of the Aravas would droop over the Mizbech, and then they would blow Shaifer. Each day they circled the Mizbech once and said, Ana Hashem Hashiana. Now Hashem, please save us. Rabbi Yehuda says that instead of saying that, they would say, Ani Vahai Hashiana. On the seventh day, they surrounded the Mizbeach seven times. And the Gemara says that Maitzah was exempted from the state tax. That's why it was called Maitzah, because it was Maitzah. It was, it was excluded from the state tax. The Gemara says the Aravas were 11 Amas tall, so they could bend one Amma above the Mizbeach. Isru Chag Ba'avaisim at Karnais HaMizbeach, the Pasuk. The Gemara says anyone who makes Einig out of Yontif, via food and drink, then it's Ke'en building a Mizbeach and bringing a carbon. Rashi also learns that Pshat in the Pasuk of Isru Chag Bavesim at Karnas HaMizbech tells us that it's a mitzvah to make a simcha on Isru Chag. And in fact, today when we refer to the day after Yontav as Isru Chag, this is the makar for that, that it's nice to treat that day specially. The Gemara says that a mitzvah can only be done with items the way they are grown. And we say that there are 18,000 tzaddikim who are in Shemayim who see the Pnei Hashchina after their nifter. The Sfasema says that amongst people who were living, the only person ever to see the Pnei Hashchina was Meishu Rabbeinu. The Gemara says that a person who is Mishtatif, the name of Shemayim together with something else, is uprooted from the world because he's Mishtatif with something else. Really, it should stand alone. The Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Yishmul, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, that we make a bracha on Lulav all seven days, but on Sukkah we only make it once since it's a continuous mitzvah. Rabbi Barchana, Amar Rabbi Yechanan, says Sukkah you make the bracha all seven days since it's Midaraisa. 
And each time you go in, it's a new mitzvah. Therefore, you make a new bracha. But lulav, you only make a bracha one day. Since days two through seven are only midr abana. And Rav and Amr which is how we paskan, says we make both brachas all seven days. When a person builds a sukkah, he makes a shachiyano. Lamaisa, we do not make the bracha of shachiyano when we build the sukkah, but rather we wait until the first night of sukkahs. With this, we can understand the Seder HaBrachas by Kiddush on Sukkot's night, discussed later on Daphne and Vav. We are naig that on the first night, we first make the bracha Leishev Basukkah, then we make a Shachiyano, in order that the Shachiyano should go on the mitzvah Sukkah, in addition to the Yantav. However, on the second night, we're naig to make a Shachiyano, and then make Leishev Basukkah. Why? Because the second day of Yantav is Sveka Duyayma. So you make the Shachiyano only on Yantav, since it's, it's misafik whether we treat it as the first day of Yantav or not. And therefore, we don't want an, an interruption between Kiddush and Shachiyano. However, Leishe Basukkah, even if it's the first night, for example, because of Sveka Diyayma, here we are on the second night. Even, let's say, for example, that was the first night. You were already Yaitza, the Shachiyano of the Binyan Sukkah, when you made the bracha on the first night. And if maybe it wasn't Yantav then at all, so it would, be, it would have been like making a bracha on Erev Yantav. In other words, if let's say on the first night you say that when you made the Shachiyano, it was really only Erev Yantav because it's fake at the end. It doesn't matter. Why? Since as you see from our Gemara, if you made the bracha of Binyan Sukkah before Yantav, you yaitza anyway. So no matter what you did on the first night, you yaitza that's mitzvah. Therefore, when you get to the second night, you don't need to make that bracha anymore. And therefore, we don't want any interruption between Kiddush and Shachiyano because Leishe Basukkah doesn't need to be made really technically at that point in time. You've already been yaitza the mitzvah of Binyan Sukkah whenever you made the bracha for the first time. On the first night, whether the first night was really the first night or the first night was Erev Yantav. And this also answers another question. We know that Lagabi most mitzvahs, we make a Shachiyanu on the Sveik for example, Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, we make the bracha of Shachiyanu both on the first day, first day and on the second day. So the question is, why don't we make a Shachiyanu on Lulav on the second day of Sukkot also? The same day that we make a bracha on Shaifa, the second day of Rosh Hashanah. So we could answer, since once you made it on the first day for making the Lulav and the Esrug and putting it together, on the mitzvah of lulav, even if that was already a day of sveikah the that it was called, you were yaitzah already. Once you made the bracha once, you yaitzah, and that's it. So you don't need to make the shachiyano another time. Okay, anyway, we don't paskin like this. But what we do is normally, um, we don't make the bracha of shachiyano. We build the sukkah, rather we make the bracha of shachiyano on the first night of sukkah. That's how we paskin today. And in fact, on the first night of sukkah, we talk to do it that way. At first, we make leishib a sukkah. Then we make a shachiyano, mashakin. On the second night, we do just the opposite. The Gemara says tefillin. Every time somebody puts them on, even if he puts them on a few times during the day, he makes a new bracha. This is the shita of Rabbi. The Chachamim say that you only make it once by shachras. We do like Rabbi, by both tefillin and sukkah, that we make a new bracha every time we do the mitzvah. Unless a person never had any hasachadas. If he never had any hasachadas all day when he was wearing with tefillin, then one bracha applies. He doesn't have to make another bracha because there was no hasachadas. The Gemara says that a person who lights Hanukkah candles makes a bracha, and even a person who just sees them lit makes at least a bracha of Sha'asa Nisim Lavei On the first night of Hanukkah, one who lights the candles makes three brachas. Lahadlegner Shal Hanukkah, Sha'asa Nisim Lavei and Shachiyano. Subsequent nights we make only two brachas, the bracha of Hanukkah and Sha'asa Nisim. The Pasuk of Sha'ala Vicha V'yagedcha teaches us that even things that are only Midrabanan, for example like Hanukkah, still get the bracha of Asher Kiddushanam Mitzvah Yisav Ah, you could ask, 
Hashem Kedushanam Mitzvahisa Vitzivano Lagabi Chanukah? That's Mita Rabbanon. That came much later on. Why do you say Hashem Kedushanam Mitzvahisa Vitzivano? It's not a Mitzvah Deraisa. So we say since a Mitzvah Deraisa is considered, Mitzvah Derabbanon is considered just like a Deraisa, we treat it that way, Lagabi the Bracha. We end up passing like Rabbi Kahana, that we do not make a Bracha of Shechiana when we build a Sukkah, but only when we finally make the Bracha of Kiddush. Of course, as we mentioned before, if a person makes the Bracha of Shechiana when he builds the Sukkah, he's Yaitza anyway in that Shechiana. The Gemara says that the more Torah that a person has, the more easy it is for a person to be able to learn even more Torah. And we say that just like Sukkah is Asr for personal use on Sukkahs, since it's Huktza Limitzvasa, it's set aside for a Mitzvah, the same thing is true with an Esrach. The Gemara says something becomes Muktza. If it was Muktza during the period of Banish Mashas, if it was Muktza during that time frame, it becomes Muktza for the entire time of Shabbos or Yantav. As the Klal we know from Shabbos, Migud Iskatsoy Lebanish Mashas, Iskatsoy Lekulei Yaiman. Rav Zayra says that a person should not tell a child he'll give him something and not give it to him, because then he'll teach a child how to lie, which is not good, of course. We know from the Gemara in Be'ah, Daf Dalet, that we hold of two days Yantav in Chutzlaretz. We know in Eretz Yisrael we keep one day Yantav, but in Chutzlaretz we hold two days Yantav even today, because Minagav Aseinu And in case bad things could happen to us, we could forget all the Torah, and then we would have to go back to two days of Yantav, because we wouldn't remember how to keep track of the calendar, since that could potentially happen, and we would have to go back and keep two days of Yantav. So even today, where we know exactly when Yantav is, we still keep two days anyway. Since we're discussing here, we're about to discuss Shminyat Saras and a lot of the halachas of two days Yantav versus one day of Yantav, this is a good point to discuss for travelers the different Shitas HaPaiskim on the subject. Of course, one should ask his Rav before taking a major trip before Yantav on how he should be Naik. If someone is from Chutzlaretz, i.e. they're coming from the United States or from Europe, and they go to visit Eretz Yisrael for Yantav, most Shitas hold that one must be Machmer to observe al de Araisa on the second day of Yontif, similar to how he observed them on the first day of Yontif. This is the view of the Beis Yosef, the Sharei Tshuva, the Yavitz, and the Mishnah Brura and Simon Tov Vav. Some are Mekel, and hold you do not go by where you live permanently, but rather you go by where you are on that Yontif. So, for example, you're in Eretz Yisrael on Yontif, then you would only keep one day. This view is held by the Chacham Tzvi and the Shulchan Aruch Harav. A third sheet says that you keep the chumras of both Yantav and Chutzlaretz. So, for example, on Simchas Torah, you would have to wear tefillin, but you can't do malach either. This is the shita of Reb Shmuel Salant. Today, we generally do like the first shita, and we simply keep two days of Yantav even when we're visiting Eretz Yisrael. This is the psak of Reb Feinstein, Zechor and Levracha, as he paskins in Igrus Meisha, or Achayim Chelek Dalad, number 101. And is also discussed by Rav El Yashiv, who makes mention of the fact that the son of the Chacham Tzvi, Rabbi Yaakov Emden, rejected his father's view in his Sefer, Sheilas Yaivitz. If an Israeli comes to the United States for Yontif, he should not do Malacha on the second day of Yontif if he is in an area of Jewish people. As we learned in Masechtus Psachim Dafnun, we don't want to cause Machloikism. However, even this is not 100% clear in the Paiskim, especially regarding turning on a light or if this Chumrah applies if someone is in a private house where no one is watching. However, if an Israeli is, let's say, for example, in a, on a small Hawaiian island for Yontif, where there are no Jews, it's Mashmah from Shulchan Aruch, Simen Tov Tzadik Vav Sif Gimel, that Malacha would be Mutter, since the Gemara Psachim Dafnun would not apply. There can't be a Machlekes, since there are no other Jews. Of course, as I mentioned before, these Shittas are just brought down for the purpose of being familiar with some of the different 
Shitsapaiskim, but one of course should ask their Rav when they're in this type of situation. Dafmem Zayin. The Gemara Paskins Vihilchasa regarding Shmini Atzeres that Mesiv Yasvinan Bruchi Leimivarchinan. We do eat in the Sukkah on Shmini Atzeres, but we do not make a Bracha since if we did make a bracha, as the Rosh says, this would contradict the mention of Shemini Atzeres that we already said in our tefillahs. And we eat in the sukkah, and we do not make the bracha, by both day and by night of Shemini Atzeres. However, there is a machlekes rishaynim if we sleep in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres. As we know, but there are those who are noyeg not to eat in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres. What's the makar for this? So there are a number of pshatim. Taisvis and the Rush here both ask, why don't we take the lulav on Shemini Atzeres also? If we're so machmir to sit in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres, why don't we take a lulav on Shemini Atzeres? So he answers, since the lulav is mukta and it will appear as chal, we do not take the lulav. However, regarding the sukkah, we do sit in the sukkah, since it's possible that people go onto their porch on Yantav. If you go onto their porch on Yantav, sitting in the sukkah doesn't look like you're doing something which is a davar shalchal. So the carbon is Zion points out that that's only if it's a nice day. However, if it's cold or windy and a person goes out to sit outside, then it'll take a look like they're doing a minig of chal. Therefore, it's better not to eat in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres. Also, the Sefer Meshiv Tzedek, written by Rev Tzedek HaKayin from Lublin, explained that many people do not have the minig to eat in the sukkah today on Shemini Atzeres, since in the climates of Europe it was very, very cold, so somewhat of mitzdar. Therefore, today we're naig not to do that either. Many people, at least, are naig not to do that. However, most of the felt is naig to sit in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres. Of course, this is only true when we're talking about chutzlaretz. If we're in Eretz Yisrael, naturally, because the Pasuk says, Basukah is teishvu shivas yamim, very specifically. If a person eats in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres, he could potentially be over on Baltaisif. Therefore, in Eretz Yisrael, no one is naig to eat in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres. I recall when I was learning in Eretz Yisrael in the Mir Yeshiva a number of years ago, I ate by someone on Shemini Atzeres, who, of course, in Eretz Yisrael did not have the meaning to eat in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres. However, there were five guys eating by this person's house, all of whom were American, and all of whom did have a meaning to eat in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres. So this person didn't really know what to do. Should he eat in the sukkah or should he eat in the house? since he had five guests who all ate in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres when they were in the United States, and since it's a question for them of Sveika de Yema, they technically had a chiv to eat in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres. So we ate in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres in this person's house for the five people who had this minute, and this particular person put a towel under the schach on top of him. So he'd be showing very specifically that he's not sitting under kashra schach, he's eating under pasla schach, Therefore, he wasn't eating in a sukkah. Therefore, there's no baltaisa for him, but for all of us who had the minig to eat in the sukkah, we actually were yaitza, the minig of eating in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres, according to this Gemara, which says, Meisiv Yasvin and Bruchi Lai Mivarchin. Going back to the Gemara, on Shemini Atzeres, we also make a Nusha for the Chag of Shemini Atzeres, because this is considered Nuyantav. But on Shvi Shal Pesach, we do not make a Shachianu because it's considered the same Yontav as the rest of Pesach. The seven days of Sukkot have Sukkah, Lulav, and Nishtach HaMayim. Mashenki Shmini Atzeres is different because it does not have any of those three. That shows that it's a separate Yontav. In Birchas HaMazen, we also say Yem Shmini Chag HaAtzeres Hazeh in Yalav which also shows it's different. 
The Gemara says that carbon Pesach required Lina. But Pesach Sheni did not require Lina. And finally, the Gemara says, Shemini Atzeres is considered a regal b'fnei atzmai due to Pezayin Resh, Kufshin Beis. Six different things that differentiate Shemini Atzeres from the rest of Yontif. Number one, Pais is the pay. And we have none on Sukkot, but on Shemini Atzeres we do have a Pais, a lottery between the Kahanim. Number two is Man, that we make a Nusha Hachiyanu. Number three, Regal, that there is no Sukkah in Eretz Yisrael. Number four, that we bring a new carbon. Number five, a special Shear, which is the Shin. And finally, the Beis is that we have a special Bracha for Shemini Atzeres. While here we're discussing the Halachas of Shemini Atzeres, let's briefly discuss the Makar of Simchas This is not brought down by Dina de Gemara, and in fact is not mentioned anywhere until the Ramah discussed it a few hundred years ago in Shulchan Aruch Simen Tafrei Samach Tes. As he says, V'karin yonta v'achron Simchas Tara, l'fisha samchin, s'smechin v'aisin b'ay su'udis mishta l'gamra shal Tara. The Minigat HaKafas isn't brought anywhere either, not in the Rishayinim, but only in the Minhageir of Isaac Tirna. But he only mentions HaKafas at night. The Ramah was Kaveya the Minig for both the night and the day of Simchas Tara, and the Mishnah Brura brings B'Shem B'Achreinim that we make seven HaKafas during Simchas Tara, similar to what we do on Hashanah Rabbah, where we walk around, we did the Mizbech, and today we walk around the Bima. The Siddur of the Baal HaTanya first brings the minig of doing hakafas also on Shemini Atzeres at night in Chutzlaretz. And the minig of saying the Psukim of Atahareisa is brought in the Machser Vitri and the Minhagim Debeim Aram Mirattenberg. The Mishnah. The mitzvah of Halal and Simcha are for eight days, seven days of Sukkot and Shemini Atzeres. Rashi says that Halal is only Midrabanan. This is how we Paskin. The Bahag holds that Halal on Shalash Regalim is Midraisa. The Nafkamina would be if a person is misupik whether he said it or not. Do you go back or do you not go back? The Mishnah also says that Simcha is equal to Basar Shlamim. And finally, the Mishnah says that a person must give Kavad to Shemini Atzeres, and Kavad is equal to having fresh and clean clothing. The Gemara says, V'samachta b'chagecha v'ayisa ach sameach. What do we do with the extra word sameach? That comes to include the mitzvah Simcha for Shemini Atzeres also. The Mishnah. When a person finishes in the Sukkah, Hashanah Rabbah in Eretz Yisrael. He should not dismantle the sukkah, but he should take out the kalim in order to be mechabed, the upcoming Shemini Atzeres. The next Mishnah. Nisach HaMayim is Halacha Sinai. We do it onto the Mizbech in conjunction with the Karbanas. The Kayan would fill a golden flask with water from the Shiloyach, from the Shiloyach, which was a spring of water in Yerushalayim. They came back to the Shara Mayim, which is on the south side of the Azara. They then blew Shaifer and the Kayim would walk up the Kavish of the Mizbech. The Kayim would pour the water into a bowl that was on the western side. The wine, by the way, was poured onto the eastern side. They then reminded the Menasech to lift his hands high, because of the Maisa that once happened with the Tztuki, that he poured the water on his feet, and everyone stoned them with their Esraigen. Finally, the Mishnah says that the same Avaida of Nisach on Chol was equal to the Nisach on Shabbos. The Gemara says we learn the Indian of Simchas Mayim, from a pasuk in Yeshaya, who sha'afta mayim besasayim mimayna Yeshua, they poured, they drew the water, mayim besasayim in happiness from the wells of Yeshua. In going up the ramp, people generally always went up. In fact, on the right side, except for the three exceptions brought down here in the Gemara. And finally, by the Maiset Stuki, where they stoned him, the corner of the mizbeach was chipped by all the stones that were thrown at him.
A Mizbeach, which doesn't have a ramp, a corner, or a site, is considered Pasal. The Shisin of the Mizbeach, the cave of the Mizbeach, was created during the Sheshis and Eberashis. And the word Berashis includes this word Shis in it. The Gemara says once a person does a mitzvah, he cannot be mile on that object anymore. The Gemara says you can become satisfied from wine by drinking it in large gulps. We say that Avram Avinu was very generous. He was the first of Algerim. One should learn Torah with modesty. And even public things like Hespedim and Chasinas should also be done modestly. The Gemara says Staka, charity, is greater than all Karbanas put together. But Kabilas Chasadim is even greater than Staka. The Gemara says Hashem rewards for Tzedakah depending on how much chesed was put into it. For example, baking bread is more of a chesed than just giving flour. The Gemara says in three ways Gemilas chesed is greater than Tzedakah. What are those three ways? Number one, Tzedakah can only be done b'mamaynay, but Gemilas chesedim can be done b'mamaynay or b'gufay. Number two, Tzedakah is only to an ani. Gemilas chesedim can be done to both rich and poor. And finally, tzedakah is only to people who are living. But Kamilas chasadam can be done to both living people and dead people. The Gemara says, Kolo aiset tzedakah u mishpat ki'ilu milay kolo aylam kulay chasad. And we say that any person who has an expression of chen, grace, and charm on their face, it's a sign that that person is a Yerushalayim. The Pasuk that we say, Pia pascha b'chachma v'saras chasad alashayna, if a person studies Torah lishma, then it's considered Torah chasad. If it's Shaloi Lishma, then it's not considered Tairas Chasid. Also, if one learns Torah in order to teach it to others, then it's considered Tairas Chasid. Give me those Chasadim. Dafnun. If the water for Nisuch is left overnight, it becomes Pasal Belina. We say that there is no maximum shear, ain't shear Lamayim, Mashenke, there is a minimum shear of Gimalugin, the Ritva says. The Gemara says that Klisharis can only be Mekadish Midas, but not Shaloi Ladas. And finally, the Gemara says if the water was left uncovered, then it's possible for Nitzach, since it may have been poisoned by a snake. This marks the end of the fourth parak of Mesech the Sukh. Now let us begin the fifth parak, parak HaCholul. The Mishnah says the Cholul was sometimes played for five days, and sometimes played for six days, depending on where Shabbos fell out. This was for the Simchas Beis HaShoeva, and this is learned from the Pasuk of Ushiafta Mayim B'Sosay. The Cholul was not Daicha Shabbos and Yontav. Taisus asks, why does the Isser of blowing an instrument prevent us from blowing the Chol by the Simchas Beis HaShoeva on Shabbos? This is an Isser Abanan, due from the fear of Mesach and Klishir. So let's say that it should be Mutter, the Beis HaMikdash, because we say, it's only Mitter Abanan. So Taisvis answers, the Cholil was only a Simcha Yisera. So it's not enough to cancel out this Takanas Chachamim. It's not, it was not Mamesh Mitzvah, but only a Simcha Yisera. I, you could ask, we know that the reason we have a heter of Ein Shavus Migdash is because Kohanim Zrizimheim, they're very, very careful. And since the Chol was done in public, why don't we relax this sister because nothing's going to happen. It was done publicly. Kohanim Zrizimheim. So people will see it if anything, Chas happens. So the Ritva answer is that we don't use the heter if the potential for Isser is very Shchiach. Fixing a musical instrument is something that could potentially be, happen very, very easily. It's a double Shchiach. Therefore, we do not use this heter of Ein Shavus B'migdash to be daicha, this potential iser. And the Gemara says, She'ivas Hamayim was created during the Sheshus Mebereshus. And Taisvus explains that the reason we call it Simchas Beis HaShoeva is because we know Shamisham Shoyavin Ruach HaKadosh. We can draw from the Shechina 
since Hashchina Shura Shriya B'makam Shiyesh Beisimcha. The Gemara says that there's a machlekes if the Iker Shir was with a kli or with the mouth. And finally, the Gemara says that a kli Shir made from eights from wood, according to Rabbi Yisposel, but according to Rabbi Yisi, Rabbi Yehuda, it's kosher. Daftun Aleph. The people who played the musical instruments by the Shira Shal Karban, according to Rabbi Meir, this was the Avadim of the Kohanim, according to, to Rabbi Yaisi, they were the Yisraelim Chashuvim, from the base Hapagrim and the base Tzafiria, and according to Rabbi Hanina, they were the Levim. The Gemara says the Shir of Karban is Daich HaShabbos, according to everyone, since it's an Avaida, the base Hamigdash, and we say Ein Shfus Bamigdash. Mashenki, the Shir of Shiva, is a Machlaikas, since it's only considered a Simcha Yisera. The Mishnah. Misha Leira Simchas Beis HaShoeva, Leira Simcha Miyamav, a person who never saw a Simchas Beis HaShoeva, never really saw a complete Simcha. The Mishnah says there were tall golden menorahs in the areas, in the area of the Beis HaMikdash, each with ladders, and the Pirchei Kahuna, the young Kohanim, would climb the ladders to pour oil into the menorahs. Every Chatzar in Yerushalayim was illuminated from these lights. Chasidim and Anshe Maisa would dance and juggle torches, and they would sing praises to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the rest of the Am would watch. And the Levim would sing Nigunim, and sing Shira from the 15 steps, corresponding to the 15 songs of Tilim. In the morning, they would blow Shaifer to signal the Zman of taking Mayim from the May Hashileach. The Gemara says that the base Hamigdash was very, very beautiful. The Gemara says, whoever did not see the Basilica of Mitzrayim, with its colonnades, never saw the glory of Klal Yisrael. This is referring to the Zman after the first base Hamigdash. There were so many people in this particular shul there, that they had to wave a flag to know when the people should answer Amen. And all people sat with people of their own professions, and people were killed there, unfortunately, during Amaisa, because they returned to Mitzrayim when they weren't supposed to. The Chassam Sefer learns from this particular Gemara that when we're dealing with a shul, today, Bizman Hazar, the Bima should be in the middle of the shul, not in the front. The Gemara says by the Beis Hamikdash they established a Tikkun Godel, and they built a Gizustara, a balcony, over the Ezra's Nashim. Women would, st- women would stand upstairs, and men would stand downstairs to watch the Simchas Beis HaShoeva in order to prevent taruvas between men and women and Kalas Reish. This Gemara is the Makor for Mechitzas that we have today in our shuls. The Gemara says that although it was Osir to add to the Binyan Beis Hamigdash, but here it was Mutter due to a Kalvachemer from the Pasuk in Zechariah. Here it's appropriate to bring down the Machlaikas regarding Mechitzas between Rav Meisha, Zechariah and Levracha, and the Sat Merav. Rav Meisha Feinstein in Arachayim, Chelek Aleph, Simen Lamatas, explained that the Chi of Mechitza in shuls today is a Din Daraisa, but the Yisoyed of doing this is only due to Kalas Reish. It is not due because of men, potentially having men looking at women. Of course, this is Osir, but this is not the reason for Mechitza. The reason for Mechitza has to do with Kalas Reish. So therefore, as long as a Mechitza covers the women's shoulders, that's enough, and it does not need to cover their head. The Satmar of Zechariah and Lebracha argued, and said that the key reason for Mechitza is because of his staklos, because we're afraid men will look at the women, and he brings a raya from the Rambam who explains that Mechitza has to do with Kedeshali Yistaklu HaNashim B'Nashim. Therefore, the Mechitza has to be more than just covering the women's shoulders. Dafnun base. The land will mourn when Mashiach Ben Yosef will die in the Melchemes Gaigu Magag, but the real Gula will come via Mashiach Ben David. The other man, Diyamar, says that the land will mourn for the Yetzar Hara, which will be killed. To Tzadikim, the Yetzar Hara is like a har, a mountain. 
is they take Averis very seriously. To Rishayim, it's like a Chut HaSara, like something small, since Averis aren't a big deal for them. Hashem will tell Mashiach ben David to ask him a special request, and he will request Chaim. The Yitzhar Hara has seven names, Ra, Orel, uncircumcised, Tame, Saina, enemy, Michshel, Evan, which is a rock, and number seven, hidden one. It leaves Goyim alone, but wants Klal Yisrael, especially Tzadikim, to be Nichshel. And we know that Tzadikim have it especially hard, because we say, Kol HaGadol Mechaveroi, Yitzray Gadol Hemenu. The greater the person, the greater the person's Yitzhar. And Hashem made it with this way, because a person who is greater can actually handle more. Therefore, he has a bigger Yitzhar. The Maggid of Mezrich explained this Piskam a little bit differently. He says that one who is conceited and believes that he is indeed Godel Mechavera, that he's greater than his friend, his Yetzirah will ultimately grow stronger than him, Godel Hemenu, and therefore will come to rule over him. A little bit of a different twist on that Piskah. The Gemara says that the Yetzirah attacks a person every day, but Hashem helps a person to conquer it. But of course, the Tzchus of Torah helps a person break the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah causes a person to be Chaita in this world, and then the Yetzir Hara comes as an aid against them, as a witness against them in Eilam Haba. We say that there are four things Hashem created that He wishes He did not create. Number one, Golos. Number two, Kazdim. Number three, Yishma'elam, the Arabs. And number four, the Yetzir Hara. The Gemara says that there were four craftsmen whom Hashem created. Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David, Eliyahu Anavi, and Kain Sadak. The Gemara says that Rav Chana was the biggest expert in the Gemaras of Agadita. And we say that there were eight princes, eight Malachim, who will rise up against Melech Asher. Yishai, Shaol, Shmuel, Amos, Svanya, Tzidkiah, Elio, and Mashiach. And finally, the Gemara says that Marsa ben Baisis was very, very strong, and he could carry two sides of an ox all by himself. But for the Simchas Beisha Shoeva, they did not let him do it alone because they wanted many people to participate because we say, Am Hadras Melech. The more people, the better. Tathnun Gimel. At the Simchas Beis HaShoeva, they used to light the very tall 50-foot high menorahs, and the light was so strong that everyone in Yerushalayim could conceivably sift wheat using the light that beamed out from these menorahs. They used to say at the Simchas Beis HaShoeva, the Pasuk of Ashrei Mishalei Chata, Ubishachata Yashuv V'yimcha. Lucky is one who did not sin, but if one did sin, he should do tshuva and he will be forgiven. Hillel Hazakin lived until 120 years old, and he used to come to the Simchas Beis HaShoeva even when he was very old. The Gemara reflects the story that he once saw the skull of a murderer floating on the water. The Gemara says that the feet of a man will carry him to the place of his death, and when it's time for him to die, he will be in the right place. The Gemara says that at the Simchas Beis HaShoeva, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel used to juggle eight torches of fire, and kissed the floor of the Azara. And he said that a man should not complain to Hashem in Shemayim. Others during the Simchas Beis HaShoeva juggled knives, eggs, and cups of wine. And the Gemara says that it's possible that a person could go for a, max, for a maximum of three days without any sleep. The Gemara says that Mechik Hashem Hashem, erasing the name of Hashem is Mutter, if it's for the purpose of Shalom Bayis. We know this from Saita, that we're allowed to erase the letters into the Mayim HaMa'arim because it's for the purpose of Shalom Bayis. The Gemara says, Shir HaMalais is the 15 Kapitlach of Tzilim, which raised the water of the Tahayim closer to the earth, and the thickness of the earth is 1,000 Amas. If a person says, Shema 
twice, shmashma or maidim maidim, we silence him. Since it's like he's acknowledging the fact that there are two Hashems and not one. The Mishnah. There were never less than 21 shaifer blasts in the Beis HaMikdash, and never more than 48. The Cheshben of 21 comes from the fact that every day there were three for opening up the gates, nine for the Tamad Shal Shachar, and nine for the Tamad Shal Bein Arbayim, which is a total of 21, and on Erev Shabbos there were extra ones. The Gemara says, Rabbi Yehuda says the minimum was seven, but the maximum was 16, since he held Tkiah, Trua, Tkiah was equal to one. Mashenkin, according to the Rabbana, Tkiah, Trua, Tkiah was equal to three. So, since it's divisible by three, the 21 that we were talking about in the Mishnah, according to Rabbi Yehuda, is really seven, because of the divisibility of by three. According to Rabbi Yechanan, if you blow nine tekiyas on Rosh Hashanah, each of them one hour is apart, one hour apart, you yait to the mitzvah. The real chiv on Rosh Hashanah, as we know, is only to blow nine blows. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, you can only have a small hefsik between each of the blows. There's a machlekes when they blew the three tekiyas, next to the mizbeach or on the steps. The Gemara says that there were three kitas, three groups, who used to bring the carbon Pesach. The third group was the smallest of the three groups, because by then most people had already brought it. The Gemara says the first day of Sukkot cannot come out on Erev Shabbos, since otherwise Yom Kippur would come out on Sunday, which we can't have, since if someone is Nifter Chas Vishom, there would be two days in a row of Kedusha, and you wouldn't be able to bury him, and that's not Kavad Abris, therefore we move it around. If, however, we say if Yom Kippur would be able to come out on Motsai Shabbos, which cannot happen today, we wouldn't make Havdalah or Shechianu as a part of it. Today, by the way, we make Shechianu is made of its fila after Kol Nidre, on Yom Kippur. The difference between Rosh Hashanah of one year and Rosh Hashanah of the next year is four days. In other words, if Rosh Hashanah comes out on Sunday one year, it comes out on Thursday the year later. How is this so? Because six months of the year are chaser, 29 days. That's total 174. Six months of the year are mole, which is 180 days. 174 plus 180 is equal to 354. 350 is perfectly divisible by 7, for 7 equal weeks, and the 4 extra days are the 4 days that it moves later. I'll shake it if it's a leap year. It would be 5 days later. Why would it be 5 days later? Because a leap year, we add 29 days for the extra chaydish order. Therefore, 28 is divisible by 4, and you have the 1 extra day, therefore it's 5 days later. According to the Rabbanan, the Gemara says, we are allowed to manipulate days for things like moving Yom Kippur from Sunday. According to others, we're not allowed to. We pass them like the Rabbana, that we are allowed to. And finally, when Rosh Chodesh falls out on Shabbos, the Shira of Musaf of Rosh Chodesh is Leichadat of Shabbos, meaning that it is first. That's to make sure that the world knows Rosh Chodesh was designated at that time. Bafnunay. On Cholomite Sukkis, the first day of Cholomite, they sang Tehillim, from Kapitel Chav Tes, Havul Hashem B'nei Kelim, on day two from Tehillim Kapitel Nun, day three, Kapitel Tzadik Dalad, day four, Kapitel Tzadik Dalad, day five, Kapitel Pei Aleph, and day six, Kapitel Pei Beis. In Eretz Yisrael, on the first day of Sukkot in Musaf, we say, Ubechami Sha'asar. On day two, which is the first day of Cholomoyed, we read, Ubeyayim Hasheni. However, in Chutz Laretz, what exactly do we say and what do we lane because the second day is not the first day of Cholamayid, but the second day of Yontif. And since it's Sveika de Yoyma, then on the second day of Yontif, in Chutzaretz, we say also, Ubechami Shasar. 
The question is, what do we do on day three, which is the first day of Cholamayid, which in Eretz Yisrael is the second day of Cholamayid. This is a machleikis if we say, Ubayayim HaSheni, or do we say, Ubayayim HaShlishi, and then catch up with everything on the last day. Amemer said, we paskin midligi dligi, that we repeat the previous portions in addition to the portion of the day. Therefore, on the first day of Cholamayid, we say both Ubayayim HaSheni and Ubayayim HaShlishi, and so on and so forth. But by Kriya Satira, there's a machleikis rishainim. According to Rashi, on the first day of Cholamoid, the Kayan lanes will be Emashani, the Levi lanes be Emashlishi, the Israel lanes will be Emaravi, and the fourth Aliyah, which we add on Sukkis, we repeat back both Biemashani and Biemashlishi due to the Sveka Diyema. According to Taisvis, we say the same as we do for as Rashi says for the Kayan of a Levi, but the Israel we just lane Biemashani, and in the Ravi, the fourth Aliyah, we just lay in Ubiyam HaShlishi. According to the Rif and the Shittas HaGa'inim, is the same as Rashi for the first two, but the Yisrael reads Ubiyam HaShlishi. We actually paskin like Rashi, and that's how we do it today in Chutz Laaretz, that the Kayin says Ubiyam HaShani, the Levi Ubiyam HaShlishi, the Yisrael Ubiyam HaRavi, and the fourth Aliyah says, Shani and Shlishi, we review the Sveik of the Yemen. The Mishnah. On the first day of Sukkot, there were 14 Kvasim, 13 Param, 2 Elam, and 1 Sar, for a total of 30 Karbanas. Each day, the number of param were reduced by one. And there were numerous mishmaris that took care of the animals. We know that in the base of Migdash, there was a pious, a lottery, to determine which of the groups, which of the mishmaris of Kahanim, had the schus of doing the avayda of the karbanas. The Gemara says there were 70 param on Sukkot, which correspond to the 70 umas ha'ilam. It was for the purpose of kapara, so they would get kishanim. And one param, shmini atzeres, was for the uma yechida, for klal Yisrael, the Mishnah. Anyantav, all of the 24 Mishmarais shared equally in the responsibilities of the Karbanas and the Avaida, and in the Lechem, Haponim, Dafnun Bav. On Sukkot, on the first night, Rav says, first we make Leishe Basukkah, and then Shechianu. Rav Barachana says, first we make a Shechianu, then Leishe Basukkah. We, of course, Paskam like Rav. According to Rav, the Chiyuva Hayyim is Adif, but according to uh, Rav Barachana, we say, Tadar B'Shena Tadar, Tadar Kaidam. That's why we first say Shachiyano, then we say Leishe Basuka. We have a similar machlaikis in Mesechtis Brachas between Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai regarding Kiddush on Friday evening. Beis Shammai says first you make the bracha on the yayin, Bekandei Shashabas, then you make the bracha on the yayin. And Beis Hillel says first you make on the wine, then on the yayin, i.e. Bekandei Shashabas. And this is how we paskin today. Beis Shammai says the Shabbos is the cause for the wine, therefore that's why it's first. Basil says, first you make Bari Priyagafen, since the Chiyav is Zachreyu al Hayayin. So the Yayin is the cause for the Kiddush. Therefore, that's why you make make it on the Yayin first. Also, since Yayin is Tadr Vashayin Tadr, Tadr Kaida, you make on the Yayin before you make on the Shabbos. The Pnei Yeshua in Brachastaf, Nunalaf Amin Beis, asks, How can Basil say Yayin is Garim for the Kiddush? Is Garim the Kiddush? Kiddush is Minatayra, as we know from Brachastaf Chath. And Yayin, as we know from the Gemara Psachim Daf Kufvav, is a suffix if it's the Raisa or not. And in fact, we Paskin that it's the Rabbanan. So, how is it possible to have something which is the Midar Rabbanan coming before something which is Midar Raisa? The Yeshua answers the Chiyav of Kiddush the Raisa is in Shul. The person is Yaitz the Mitzvah the Raisa in Shul. So, therefore, when a person already said it in Shul, when he comes to his table, the Kiddush is only Midar Rabbanan. Therefore, that's equal to the Yayin. They're both Midar Rabbanan. Therefore, you can make on the Yayin first. In that particular case, that kiddush, the yayin is garim, this particular kiddush, therefore that's what you make on the yayin first. But Tzlach says that 
though this is true for men, but what about for women? The table kiddush therefore becomes midaraisa for the women. They don't go to shul. So therefore, what are you going to say for the women? So technically, if they made kiddush by themselves on Friday night, they should really first say Mekadesh HaShabbos and then make Aliyayin. We actually do not paskin like this because we say lay plug. So therefore, even when a woman makes by herself, she makes in the regular order, Bari Priyagafen, then Mekadesh HaShabbos. In Simen Reishai and Aleph in Shulchan Aruch, the Minchas Chinech, the Magad Avram, and the Naid of Yehuda, all ask, Bichlal, how can a husband be mighty his wife at all on Friday night? Once he comes home from Shul, the Chiyah for him is only Mir She now is a Mir So how can he, with a Chiyah Mir be mighty her where it's a Chiyah Mir One of the many Terutzim that is brought in the Bir Halacha is brought from the Gemara Psachim Dav Kufiyot Zayin, where it says that you must be maskir Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim by Kiddush in order for that to count as a Deraisa. So since when you're making the Kiddush in Shul and Shmon Asra, you're not mentioning Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, you're not really Yitzhiyah, your Chiyav Midaraisa. You have to have the Kiddush at home to be Yitzhiyah, the Chiyav Deraisa. Therefore, now you can be Yitzhiyah, your wife, because for both of you, you're being Yitzhiyah, the Chiyav Deraisa. The Bir Halacha also points out the Minchas Chinuch also mentions its terrors. In fact, this is one of the few places where the Chavetz Chaim in the Mishnah Bura brings down the Minchas Chinuch at all. The Mishnah. If Yontav was next to Shabbos, all the Mishmaris get to share equally in the Lechem upon him. And the Gemara says, the incoming Mishmar received extra bread as a schar for the Hagafas Dolosis, closing the doors for the evening. The Gemara says, Butsina Tava Mikara, a small pumpkin in the hand is worth more than a huge pumpkin in the field. In other words, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. It's better if you know you have something now than to wait to see even if you would get more of it later on. The Gemara says there was a woman named Miriam from the Shpacha of the Mishmar of Bilga, and she converted to become a guy, and she used to throw her shoes onto the Mizbech to defile it. The Gemara says that a child only says the things, types of things that he hears from one of his parents. Therefore, they become responsible for the actions of their children, because the actions of their children are directly related to what they say, and their children heard them. And finally, the Masechta ends that the, the entire Mishmar of Bilga was punished for Miriam's actions, since we say, Rasha, Of course, we also say, that if a person has the schus to live near a tzaddik, and the tzaddik does mitzvahs, that person will also share in all the schusim of the tzaddik. Hadrin Allah, Masechtas Sukkah.